Hello, and welcome to Recap Podcast. Recap Podcast is where I sit down with an inspiring guest to discuss everyday topics to inspire you to cultivate a deeper understanding of the emotions and the energetics behind essential oils. So get ready to be empowered to take your essential oils to a whole other level. From Recapped, I'm your host, Adrienne D'Souza. doTERRA Australia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and the Bunurong people. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. doTERRA Australia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and the Bunurong people. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to Recap Podcast. Recap Podcast is where I sit down with an inspiring guest to discuss everyday topics to inspire you to cultivate a deeper understanding of the emotions and the energetics behind essential oils. So get ready to be empowered to take your essential oils to a whole other level. From Recapped, I'm your host, Adrienne D'Souza. Flow state, a place of surrender and mindfulness within the present moment that has numerous health benefits associated with it. In this episode, you will learn all about surrender versus control, how to find flow state, tips of what we can allow to flow and what things need structure, all whilst bringing in the grace of sandalwood essential oil. Today's guest is a platinum leader within doTERRA Australia's community. She lives and breathes what she teaches. One thing she knows for sure is that when you eat well, exercise and meditate daily, as well as detoxing your home and body every now and again, you feel amazing. Her life intention is to always be of service to make the world a better place for all creatures, great and small. Please welcome to the podcast, Angie Keats. Really nice to be here. Um, Yeah, it's been a pretty epic kind of couple of weeks. I think January is hard for uh, a lot of people Um, and I think that it's because if you and the topic of our conversation is to get back into our flow it's like 31 December is like a a line in the sand and on 1st of January we you know we create our resolutions and we set goals and um, we all go through that some people refuse to set any kind of resolution or goal Um, and, uh, so I've always been resolution and goal minded. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing basically just trying to really hone in what is it that I want from my life at this stage. Especially the start of the year. I feel like, I don't know, this year has felt like a lot more busier in January and crazy than other years. I don't know why, but it could just be me. (laughs) So you kind of get a slow start to things and because you you do need to wind down like we all need to have some sort of physical break um from the full fullness of life but then at the same token how do we make it so that our life is like a holiday 
that we don't need to escape it. <laughs> exactly. And I think this is such the perfect time to talk flow state. The start of the year, setting our listeners up with like the tools, tips, and just even guidance and education around flow state because if you learn it sort of midway or towards the end of the year, it's like, well, it's already kind of impacted and compacted through the year. And as you were sharing, like, you know, you love to set goals and visions at the start of the year and so do so many people. So let's delve into flow state. What is flow state? To me, my understanding and it when I feel like I'm in my flow state, I would describe as being in a zone, in a, um, a place of receiving, in a place of feeling free, um, where everything, you know, kind of just think of something and then all of a sudden that person rings you or that situation resolves or something amazing happens that you've been thinking of. It's like you're complete. You're like in a in a tunnel of light, um, and it's a very cool place to be. Um, mm, I, I think it's an illuminated state. If you want to put it into a couple of words, it's an illuminated state where you're totally where you need to be um, at that particular moment in that time and space. And with flow state, does it just happen? Like, can you just be doing something and it happens, or are there ways that we can just you know, really guide ourselves into that space? I think it can just happen. I think it can just happen. If you are conscious of it happening, then it could be in it in so many moments in the day, even when you're like, I don't know, like <laughs> I'm a nut for folding washing. I just love, you know, the washing coming out really clean and, and I actually make a thing of it. So while after the day is done, I sit and I enjoy that. And so even if the clothes come out a little bit crinkled from the dryer, <laughs> um, I kind of, you know, I have to force myself to, to do a job that might be a little bit menial, um, but do it in a, in a time and space that suits me. So you have to contrive sometimes some states of flow. But if you're, if it's something that you're like not a benign job like that, not that it's benign, it's an important job, but if you're in a place where like if you're doing something you truly love, like for some people it might be surfing or it could be um, for me doing yoga um, and you get yourself into that place where you completely surrender to everything that's going on around you as soon as you walk into that, that ocean or onto that yoga mat, um, it's doing something you love, so it just happens. So you've got to kind of put yourself in places that you love and then for other times you could contrive it so that you can get the sort of more, um, let's call it, perfunctory duties of life done in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think when I've tapped into flow state before or dropped into those spaces, it can be through creative activities so it could be through drawing or reading or I love doing the dishes, which sounds terrible, <laughs> but like the ironing. <laughs> I find I just come into this space of like such a focus and peacefulness that that's just the doing the dishes just happens like that. So I don't actually mind doing the dishes because I know what it does to my body and to my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's those sort of more simple tasks that can like just become a meditation. And and I guess as a yoga teacher for me, when someone says, oh, I'm in a, a place where I, I feel stuck or I'm like um, not necessarily like 
loving my path at the moment or, um, you know, if there's a negative situation and, and life throws all sorts of things at us, um, I always say to people, we'll just start with meditation. Um, so if there's like a, you know, a, a toolkit and the first tool that you pick up, let it be sitting still, closing your eyes and breathing. And uh, there's so many opportunities now, like obviously, you know, 20 years ago we didn't have um, this level of, of connectivity through um, digital stuff, but there's so many free meditations and things on YouTube and all the other variations. And, you know, it's amazing world that we live in because we are we are shifting the paradigm at the moment in, in terms of consciousness. Um, and so we have to look after our inner selves. And I loved listening to Cara, Carolyn Farrow's um, episode um, where she's just talking about like really being comfortable and sitting and exploring and then sort of doing that inner work so that when the hard decisions come your way, when the challenges come your way, you're very clear in who you are and that that clarity um, comes from meditation because you start to sort out what is a real perception and what is a an illusion that I've created mm. in my mind, um, a story. Um, mm. So once you sort of start to let those stories go and surrender, um, I think this is when we start to ease into flow state a little bit more. Mm, that's such a beautiful description of flow state. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, what are the health benefits on all different levels? So of dropping into these beautiful spaces of flow state or you could say like a mindfulness or even surrender, what what are the benefits to our mind, to our body, to our emotions when we can tap into those moments? Yeah, sure. Great question. Um, I think at the end of the day it's our nervous system that responds to being in a, in a happy flow state uh, and our nervous system is the master controller if you like, of everything, every bodily function that happens in our in our life. Um, we have to spend a little bit of time in that fight or flight state. Um, let's call it the sympathetic nervous system. And then we have to spend, and I love the doTERRA pyramid for this, you know, rest and, and reduce stress. This is critical. Um, and when, when our nervous system is in like a, a, a place of calm, that's when we can digest our food, when we can digest our emotions, when we can sit long enough that we can discern what is it that I need to let go of. Is it a story that I've been telling myself for a while? Is it a, um, a person? Like there's a whole, you know, raft of things that you're contemplating at any given moment in your day. Um, what time frames am I going to achieve my goals? Like when you start to go on a sort of more macro level, you know, then you start to lifting lifting yourself out of um, survival mode. You start to lift into this higher state of being, into this innate tuning into your innate wisdom. And um, shall we explore the uh, the oil of uh, today so we can oh, definitely well the oil of today for our listeners is sandalwood essential oil which oh, if you don't have a bottle of sandalwood <laughs> please do yourselves a beautiful favor and get one <laughs> get 
<laughs> definitely save up your points for your sandalwood. Um, yes, definitely. It's definitely one of those oils. It's very precious. Um, it is just uh, a wonderful oil. I had my first experience at leadership in 2014 at Byron Bay. I was on the beach with um, uh, Zach, Zachariah, and he was teaching a Tai Chi class. And uh, he said, you know, put a little bit on your finger, put a little bit of just above your lip. And uh, I spent the whole of this class on the beach at Byron with my new doTERRA crew because I started doTERRA in February 2014. And uh, it was so awesome. I mean, talk about being in your flow state. When someone offers you a bottle of oil and then says, you know, come down to leadership um, three months later, you just embrace this new um, situation in your life and all of a sudden you're standing on the beach in Byron with 100 people doing Tai Chi. Um, so, you know, saying yes um, to get into a flow state also is really important um, and I never forget that. That was Hawaiian sandalwood. We have two types of sandalwood. Um, I personally prefer um, uh, some people call it Indian sandalwood or um, uh, Santalum album, and it's much softer, whereas the Hawaiian is quite intense and probably really good for blending, um, in my experience. So you'll find that, you know, these two variations have similar properties, um, but they obviously have a different experience, but they have very similar properties such as grounding um, mm. and tuning into that higher, higher self. Especially when we're talking with flow state and even, you know, we'll delve into surrender versus control shortly as well. Um, but how can we use sandalwood every day or as a ritual or practice to get us to come into this grounding, this space of grounding and flow and just surrendering? Sure. Um, to me, you know, something like sandalwood, because it is so precious, uh, you, I don't actually put it in a diffuser um, often, um, but I do use it like I was shown originally in 2014, just above my lip. I will blend it. Um, the Hawaiian sandalwood I have blended in a rollerball. It's fantastic for um, skin health. Uh, so, you know, any imperfections, blemishes, uh, especially sort of sore, inflamed, perhaps allergic type reactions on the skin. Um, often you'll find people who've got any imperfections in the cheek area, that's usually some sort of uh, allergy to what they're eating or their environment um, and you'll see it uh, permeate and then you'll see the sandalwood just and if you mix sandalwood with something like cedarwood, um, it's really, really beautiful for just spot blemishes and things like this um, from those sort of allergic type reactions. Uh, then you want to be um, being sparse with it you know it can be mixed with other oils some people like it with oregano um it's kind of a, a matching oil uh, on an energetic level especially because it is the oil of sacred devotion and then of course you've got all these um other kind of uh qualities within it that are grounding so not only are you connecting to your higher self but to sort of tune into that quiet space those those whispers in between all the thoughts uh, we need to feel grounded. So, you know, some people might like to put it on the bottom of their feet. This is always good 
Um, whenever you're introducing oils to children, um, if you're introducing oils to people who are, might be sensitive to um, smells, so you, you know your feet are a great option too. I love those tips. Thank you. I actually tend to blend sandalwood, as you said, like it's such a precious oil that I, I I don't ever really diffuse sandalwood at all either. If I do, it might be in like a small, like the pilot or malachite diffuser where it is quite contained and small. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I do blend, yeah, as you're saying, with like cedarwood. But I also really love it with like um, any sort of citrus as well, like especially like a wild orange. I find it just really uplifts the smells mm. and the the aromas of the sandalwood. Otherwise, if you, I find if I've tried to pair it with like a floral or something, it just gets lost. Yes, definitely, definitely. And citrus <laughs> tends to, um, you know, sharpen things nicely. Oh, definitely. Um, do you use it daily with sandalwood, or is it just more of a time that you call upon that deeper connection to the earth below you and sort of the to spirit or to consciousness or to higher? Um, yeah, how how do you sort of blend it into your sort of daily life? I uh, think that I do tend to use it with a sense of preciousness. Um, needless to say, I, we go through a bottle of frankincense every month and that's fairly precious. <laughs> so, you know, I think frankincense <laughs> is always my go-to um, because and it's so liquid and it's easy and you just sort of, you know, for me I put it on the roof of my, my mouth um, and tune into sort of, you know, uh, my meditation that way and of course um, Hawaiian sandalwood or sandalwood is so precious and quite thick and resiny um, it's like because I'm on the go girl I'm like oh I'm so, I gotta wait I gotta wait so yeah it's a bit of a um, and for people who are listening and not looking that was me tipping up a bottle of sandalwood <laughs> trying not to- a drop came out <laughs> to show you how how precious it is that you have to actually be really patient with it. That's right. That's right. And that's the lesson I guess we we learn when we um, kind of tune in that sometimes things slow down for a reason <laughs> um, and that, that's that whole idea of trusting the timing um, till you get into your flow state because uh, sometimes I call it pre- procrastination or um, laziness, um, these terrible negative words. But actually when we have to be patient and when we have to wait for that sort of timing for things to be in that flow state, we learn humility, we learn patience, we learn compassion um, and things are things that would normally stress us out really shouldn't because actually when we're tuned in to our higher selves, we have that sense of gratitude that sense of appreciation we say thank you more we're not as short-tempered everything's better right um and Mm -hmm. then it's like the universe goes right okay well you've you you've learned that lesson now I'm going to allow you to just go with the flow here because you've done some really hard yards maybe I'm like you know um trying to balance it out in my mind or maybe it's a real thing I don't know but I know that if I invest a little bit of time in my own development that eventually it'll come back to me and I can allow myself to be in that surrendering um, state rather than controlling every little element uh, of of life because you know stuff happens I won't I was going to say the sh word but I, I <laughs> <laughs> I like sleep 
<laughs> life happens. Life happens. Yeah, life is life. You know, there's no um, uh, formula. There is just uh, some things that help you along the way and definitely that little guy helps me. I feel like the more you try and control life, the less flow you get, of course, because it's sort of like the polar opposites, but it just doesn't allow for anything else to come through. It's almost like just like this hard stop. The more you control things, like having like this routine and everything allowing, you kind of put a block to allowing what is yours or what you want to call in because there's no space for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people work better on a Sunday than on a Monday. I'm that person. I will literally do more work on a Sunday than I would on a Monday. Monday for me has got a, there's a, there's a psychological block there to Mondays, which I just, I love that it's taken me almost 47 years to realize that I don't like Mondays. Um, And that when I went to work in my corporate life on a Monday, I don't think I was very productive. Um, but give me Wednesday and Thursday, I will do what I would normally do in, you know, two days. I can smash out in, in half a day um, and still have time to eat lunch. So, you know, it's like finding your own structure is really the key to being in your flow state. And so, um, you know, with my work as a yoga teacher, you know, I know people are, are turning up to the yoga mat because they're looking for some sort of transformation mm-hmm. and you look at the the amount of yoga studios that there are around these days and you think well obviously everybody else was probably feeling the same way that I did when I first closed my eyes and started to breathe and be more conscious it's a wonderful place to be um, then you tie it in with these oils given that they are just nature in a bottle um, it's so cool that we get to keep uh, that that energetic state, that vibrational state, as a as a constant. So if it's not sandalwood today, it might be balanced tomorrow. It might be cedarwood the next day for grounding, let's say. Um, and of course, you know you've got all your frankincense and your on guard, which is your daily routine. You can't go past that. Um, so adding, you know, things like sandalwood and uh, it it just adds a bit of spice to your life. <laughs> love that spice your life up with some sandalwood right. <laughs> never would have thought i'd say that it's that element of balance in there too exactly. with everything exactly and so in relation to control because we've, we've definitely just chatted all about flow what elements or what can we control or plan to our benefit and detriment there are some non-negotiables in life. There are some non-negotiables <laughs> in life. So you there's, you might have heard that saying, swallow the frog first. Mm, yes. But do the things that you don't really want to do. Get those out of the way. Um, tick those off your list early on. Um, so you do need to have a level of uh, self-talk um, and get yourself into some good habits and know that those non-negotiables ultimately make your life a little bit better somewhere down the track. They're like the investment that you have to make. And that might be um, checking your emails, of course, and, um, you know, 
things that you need to do if you're bringing on a new client you know you need to do a wellness consult with these clients if it's in and I'm talking doTERRA business um, if it's a yoga uh, situation then it's like okay well I have to have my practice as well I can't not do my meditation and my yoga and then expect someone to to do the same so it's really critical that we understand what are our non-negotiables somehow scribe those into our our life where it suits us so if it's better on a Wednesday do it on a Wednesday if it's better on a Monday do it on a Monday if it means you work all weekend and you're really productive and you and you feel really good about yourself then that's really good as well so it's obviously understanding what are your non-negotiables doing those swallowing the frog moving forward (laughs) yes that's a great book isn't it um is it Eat That Frog or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Eat That Frog, yes. Yeah, someone told me about it and I'd never heard it and I thought, oh, God, I've been doing that my whole life, not eating the frog. Oh, definitely. So for those listeners out there, highly recommend that book as well, Eat That Frog, uh, because it makes you aware and realise how much that we sometimes do put off the hard tasks. But then once you actually sit down and dedicate that time, everything else just flows. So true. Oh my but God. just don't do it on a Monday morning. <laughs> Not for me anyway. You know, Monday yeah. might be your day. I don't know anyone who's actually said those words, but I, if they do, please let me know. <laughs> I'd like to hear from them and get their tips on how they make Mondays work. But I, I'm similar to you. Like for me, like Tuesday to Saturday, like I'm a very like active person even on a Saturday as well. But I get my best work done first thing in the morning. So I know that I need to dedicate my morning, even if it's like 8 a.m., I need to de- dedicate that to work because by the time it comes to the evening, I'm, I'm finished, I'm done for the, for the day and I need to wire down. So, But some people work better at night or function and, and flow better with whatever they're doing during an evening practice, yeah. whereas I'm, yeah, no, that's not for me, but it is for some people. <laughs> I actually prefer to work from about 2 to 7, you know. Um, I've got a really supportive husband and so he does kid, you know, pickups and will do uh, mostly at the moment they're all finishing at the same time so it's a bit of a stretch. But, you know, generally speaking, um, when you find your place that you're really productive and you're in your flow, then having support and saying to your family around you, hey, guys, I need to get this stuff done. Um, and that is that makes a huge difference, let me tell you, um, so that I can be my best in the time that, you know, I have to do those jobs. I get it done and it feels really good to go tick, tick, tick. Um, there's the control part of my life. Now I can turn on my mum hat and be with the kids and be fully present with my family and my husband. And, you know, these are the things that we have to do so that we can um, live that that beautiful life that we're supposed to live. Yeah, it's just it's finding that balance between control and surrender, like finding that sort of sweet spot. But it's never going to be the same every day. It's going to change every day. It's going to change every year, every week. But it's almost like playing around with trying to find where it is and just being able to let go and just being okay to let things go, which... Easier said than done, but that's the grace of sandalwood essential oil that supports you in that, holds you and and guides you in that space that you can let things go so that you can allow more to come in. 
Or, yeah. And that could just be allowing flow to come in. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, we have high expectations of ourselves, don't we? Um, and we we generally strive for the stars and that's that's to be, you know, maintained. That That's where we, we can go. We have absolutely no ceiling. Um, and so we, uh, at times, though, we have to understand that, um, the expectations we may have set for ourselves might at that moment be unrealistic. And so we just keep on keeping on, you know, one step every day is, you know, one step and it's, uh, it's, it's perfect momentum for you. Um, and some days you'll have days where you have heaps of momentum um, and those expectations, you might even set some new expectations of yourself. Um, but sometimes letting go of those expectations, you have to give yourself permission to do that as well, right? You have to yeah. sort of say, okay, um, well, it didn't quite work out the way I planned um, and I'm okay with that as well because it's led me into this other direction or it's given me another door. It's, it, nothing nothing happens. Uh, there's no coincidence, I believe. I, I really truly believe that everything is kind of like, you're resetting, like you said, like retweaking every day to kind of get you closer to where you want to go or to what you're trying to achieve at that moment. Um, so, yeah. How do you, you're just talking about like when things change um, or plans don't go to how you had thought or expected them to go. Are there any ways that we can sort of work with that or work with Sandalwood to help us navigate change? Ah. <sighs> We can really keep our daily practices, and that might be, you know, singing, <laughs> um, doing the things that like let you <laughs> let you um, get it out of your system because it didn't happen the way you planned. Um, it was unfortunate. You had the best of intentions. You did what you could to get yourself into that zone, and then something outside of your um, grid may have affected you. You know, we've all just been through what we've just been through and, and everybody's plans were turned upside down, right? So we are we're pretty amazing at evolving um, into the next uh, pathway, into the next stage um, of, of where we need to go. Let's call it a dimension. Um, and so we're all sort of amazing creatures, amazingly adaptive, um, you know, when we... Uh, tune in and we see the sort of the external as just um, just that we can either react to it or we can be um, responsive and most people are pretty wise and they'll respond in a, a smart elegant um, and conscious way given the opportunity just to step away so, yeah, stepping away, really just being okay with things that didn't go to his plan and, and maybe journaling it out. Maybe some people like to, you know, do jujitsu, like whatever is your physical. There actually has to be a bit of a physical outlet. Um, and uh, so that's why some people love to do Ashtanga yoga because it's so physically intense. They sweat it out. They sweat all their, their plans gone wrong. Um, out of their their pores, you know, and for some people it needs to be a physical experience. Um, but it is important because those things, those disappointments and those regrets can lodge themselves into your psyche. 
And I think that's why we need to start exploring that third eye and sandalwood supports the sixth chakra too, by the way. Um, So, you know, really understanding that you actually innately know that that plan didn't happen for a reason and you're okay with that. Um, On an external level, you might see it as a disappointment emotionally, but on an internal level, you'll go, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I can deal with that. I'll, I'll adjust and, and uh, um, be uh, adaptive in this situation. Yeah, seeing it as an opportunity, which doesn't yeah. happen straight away. Like you said, it can be a bit of a process, like seeing, <laughs> it, seeing a disappointment first. It's almost, it's like that's, that's, I don't know what you call it. It's like working through the stages, even like a grief. They say there's like those four, the four stages of grief, I think. It could be the similar to this of like, you know, there could be anger and disappointment and frustration, but then you come to the other, the other side and you see it as opportunity and a positive impact on your life. So it won't happen straight away. <laughs> so true, so true. And, you know, we, we're ultimately making plans and setting goals so that we enjoy life more, right? We don't do it for any other reason than that we get a better experience and we kind of suck the marrow out of our life. Um, and if those plans don't go right in that moment, that's okay. And then sit back, wait for the lesson and the clarity that comes with that lesson. You know, that is ultimate experience when you see the lesson in such clarity and you go, oh, thank you. I'm so glad it happened that way. Um, you know, we recently bought a house and we were looking for so long and so many disappointments. And then the right house comes along and you go, oh, my God, I'm so glad we didn't buy that other house. Um, so, you know, everything happens in its its own way and, uh, you know, it's challenging, it's um, it tests you, uh, it, it, it draws on all of your, your inner strength and uh, when we do get challenged, that's when we really start to grow. We, you know, it's through that inner, um, I guess, grief, uh, anger, fear, all those negative emotions. I mean, we have to have those. We can't all just, you know, uh, life wouldn't be uh, what it is if we didn't have those Mm. moments of understanding how to resolve the feelings, Um, anger, fear, resentment, all those negative things and then you sort of come out the other side and you, you're you full of love and you, you could write that scenario in your journal and, you know, you, you're finally in a position where you can say thank you. Yeah, definitely because I think if we try and run from not experiencing those emotions, it will just come back to us. You know, it's like finding your edge, yes. finding that edge of it's uncomfortable but you are okay there. So, you know, a lot of people's edges could be speaking on stage or uh, having a challenging conversation. But without those moments, it's like, yeah, we don't we don't grow. Even if, you know, your conversation on stage was not your best performance or anything like that, it was still such an opportunity at the end because you pushed, you got to your edge and you moved through it and then your edge kind of keeps growing, doesn't it? It keeps yeah shifting once we tick those sort of challenging moments off we can keep growing but yeah you're so right with these opportunities of growth totally that we just yeah rather than sitting in just the the comfort zone <laughs> and trying yeah. to find and seeking happiness all the time like 
literally just pursuing happiness. It's like, well, we need to also feel the other ends of the extreme too. Otherwise, it'd probably just make us more unhappy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it gets very um, mushy in comfort zone land, um, and you you kind of you stop sharpening your your inner kind of strength, and then little things can set you off. And so ultimately, then that enjoyment level comes back down. Then you sit back, you you look back, and you set new goals, new resolutions. And so then you kind of try to control your path to that place. And so it's this constant chasing um, rather than just doing a daily practice every day so that you can keep in that flow state, keep in that zone um, and ultimately reap the benefits of having a a really purposeful, um, amazing life. Mm. I would absolutely love if you're open to sharing your daily practice because I am so intrigued because you are such a inspiring and beautiful human that I would love to tap into just knowing even just your morning ritual or an evening ritual because I think listeners also would greatly benefit from hearing your wisdom that you share. Thank you. Uh, I'm really lucky I teach yoga online. So my um, drive to work is literally... um, into the back deck. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> I've spent many hours in the car commuting in my life. And I, you know, that was before podcasts and, uh, you know, Spotify. So you were usually stuck listening to um, some sort of commercial radio station and regretting the whole drive and going, I need to get a job closer to home. So I've got a job closer to home. Um, you know, David, he's amazing, my husband, and, you know, I have this little ritual um, where he brings me tea and toast, um, not always in bed, but, you know, it's it's always there. He's he's looks after the kids from start to finish um, in terms of getting them to school. And they're 15 and 16 now, so they do everything themselves. But, you know, they need a little bit of corralling every now and again. Um and so, yeah, tea and toast, and uh, he's always got the diffuser going. So I have to admit, I don't even have to turn the diffuser on. He says to me today, he goes, did you like that combination of, of um, peppermint and frankincense? And I'm like, yeah, that was a really good combo. So I, I've got it going in my little um, portable diffuser. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm really spoiled. <laughs> Sounds like such a beautiful morning. <laughs> And then I, um, you know, sort of get ready, do my thing. I, 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 I'm a huge advocate of yarrow and pom um, at, on my skin. I tend to have singlets on all the time, so I like to have at least nice, um, you know, moisturised skin on my arms. I do it on my legs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I obviously use doTERRA toothpaste. Um, I use the Everyday Essential Cream. Uh, go between Virage and just depending on where my skin is concerned. And then I switch on my mic and my laptop and I go out to the back deck and teach a yoga class, um, which is really cool. So when we were unable to teach in gyms in 2020, we straight away started teaching Zoom yoga. And we obviously during that time it was very busy and we'd have like 50 people online Um, But now it's changed and we've just got this sort of small group of like committed yogis. And uh, every day when I teach them, I I thank God that that's my purpose. Like if I don't get up, they don't get to do yoga. 
because um, some of them live remotely and all this sort of thing. So I'm really blessed that that's kind of my my morning before about nine o'clock every day, which is really cool. Wow. I think anyone listening right now to that would be like, oh, I aspire. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> and you can have it. You know, Got to teach your husbands that you know tea and toast, <laughs> totally, totally on the cards. And I think a lot of uh, the good things that have come out of the last three years is a lot of people are working from home, and yeah. uh, you know we we can be really productive uh, in a short space of time if we really just block out that space, do what you need to to get into that flow state. You might work for two to three hours rather than sit at a desk for eight hours and just get your stuff done for three hours. And it's, it's done. Eat the frog first, you know, and then you can relax and you can go for a walk, go to the gym. Um, you know, exercise is a big part of my life. Uh, we are yoga teachers, both my husband and I now, I teach Pilates as well. So it's like, okay, I've got this foundation in my life. I have no excuses not to to at least do 20 minutes a day. And that's the key is if everyone can just go 20 to 30 minutes a day, move your body six to seven days a week. If you can do seven days a week, 20 to 30 minutes a day, that's going to make a huge difference. You know, and the most benevolent thing you can do for yourself is to go for a walk. Oh, just even a short walk in the morning. That just to start your day. It doesn't have to be heading to a intense gym class or anything like that if that's not your, you know, what you enjoy. But even just a walk out of nature if you can, just to move the body and get things moving and going. 100. Even just the mind. Yeah. And if, you know, the morning's not possible for you because you might have small children or whatever, you know, after dinner is a great time as well. And Ayurvedic um, practices are very much the sister science to yoga. And one of the big things that uh, they promote is walking 100 steps after your meal. Try to eat on sunset so, you know, your body starts to produce the right hormones, um, you're more chilled, relaxed, you've sort of had your day and you've cleared your day out, but then you're sort of sitting there and eating in a very calm um, and, you know, you calm and responsive way. You're not like watching the TV and eating or looking at the newspaper and seeing something that's devastating, that's not good for your digestion. Um, so, you know, you could start your evening process with a, a little glass of Digesen. Um, I, I put a drop in a little shot glass of water if I don't have capsules. If, you know, now we have soft gels in Australia, which is awesome. So for people who have got digestive issues, I always recommend have that 30 minutes before. Have your meal in peace. If you can be with the family, that's even better and then um, go for your 100-step walk is all it takes. And this is one of the big um, elements of uh, Ayurvedic advice or, you know, routines that we can all do, you know, just around the block. Yeah, 100 steps is not far at all. No. You might wait to, like, round out your day. (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) And, you know, um, it's, it's so great to be proactive it's so great to go okay well I've got my sandalwood I'm going to put a drop of oil above my lips I'm going to close my eyes for 10 minutes listen to a a meditation um, and I'm going to just journal out anything that's giving me a headache um, anything that's kind of um, 
blocking me. Uh, you know, I, I could go for a walk. All of these things are all going to contribute to having an enjoyable life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that so much. <laughs> definitely going to incorporate that evening walk because I definitely don't do that. I stopped doing that because I think you can use that excuse, oh, I'm too busy or I'm too tired, but like really 100 steps is not that far when you think about it. If you put like a little, you know, fit watch on as well, if you want to really track how many you're doing, you want to like, yep, 100, it's really not that far. It's it would probably take you about maybe – seven minutes um and then you get to seven minutes you're like oh that wasn't a lot i'll go another hundred steps um and so everything you're building on on these routines and these practices um to keep you on the straight and narrow that's all it's not to control you it's for you to have the best enjoyment in your life it's to to get into these good habits and keep stacking on it and then by virtue of you feeling good this is where we're healing the world, you know, mm. because we're feeling good, then we can hopefully touch somebody else's life and it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. It can even just be smiling at somebody um, and saying hi. When, you know, walking on a footpath at the park, I always say hi, I'm that person, um, and look people in the eyes and give them a smile and I think that's really important. Um, from where we have been in the last three years so that we see everybody's expression and and it's so lovely when you see someone who wasn't expecting a smile um, and their eyes light up too. And I always, I get a little kick inside. I'm like, (laughs) like, you can't not smile at somebody. Yeah, I would definitely smile back and feel so warm and fuzzy inside if I was walking past you. <laughs> you would because you're probably that person too. I am. But I actually sometimes don't. I get a little bit shy, especially when it's like 6 a.m. in the morning and I'm going for a walk and I'm just like my eyes aren't even open yet. <laughs> yeah, there's a time and a place too, you know, like yeah. if you're not feeling it, don't do it because then it be genuine. But if you're feeling, you know, bubbly and happy and um, it doesn't take much and it, that definitely helps put you in the, that flow state of mind is when you like you kind of got to fake it till you make it sometimes. It just cheesy smile for 20 seconds tells your muscles and your brain and it, all the chemicals go, ah, this girl's happy now. It can start yeah. to bubble up and so then it becomes, you know, contagious. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Any other tools or techniques or tips that you'd love to share about flow state or controlling and or not controlling and flowing more? Don't be afraid to be true to yourself. Mm. And that could get messy <laughs> um, for a period of time till you really own that truth. Uh, in yoga, there's a mantra, satnam, and it, it it kind of creates a resonance of I am in my truth. I'm who I'm supposed to be. I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be. It like, it just, you just own who you are. It's wonderful. Um, and, uh, you know, if I could say to everybody, do 108 satnams every day uh, as a tip, that changes your life. Um without going into all the science behind it, because I'm certainly no expert, but 
it creates a vibration and a frequency and we are energetic beings. Um, we are meant to enjoy life. We're meant to be in the flow state. It is our, uh, it's our God-given um, right to, to feel good. And uh, we have to do some work. And, yeah, 108 is a magical number in, in uh, sort of yogic tradition. And uh, it creates a, a way to retrain um, how you're feeling. So mantra means mind tool. And you say sat nam, breathe it in, sat, exhale nam. You do that quite strong and breathing in and breathing out, not only going to get that blood flowing on a physical, physiological level, but you're going to start to train yourself to be in your truth and to be courageous. And uh, that that's awesome, you know, that having that courage to be in your truth uh, and really owning uh, everything that you do in your life from start to finish. It's, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, so right about that those moments of uncomfortableness when you do start on that journey as well. But then, as you said, you come back to the beautiful support and guidance and devotion with sandalwood oil. Yeah. Um, essential. So you know that why, why you are stepping into that truth. Yeah. Yeah. Any other resources like podcasts or books that have really helped you be where you are today or that you could recommend to listeners in relation to flow state or to mindfulness or to just being able to control less and flow more. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, my God. I mean, I always recommend to people find a yoga studio near you. <laughs> um, and then, you know, that teacher might be your person that you listen to, that, that person that you connect with. Um, so they might be your person but if that's not always possible then you know you can get every podcast under the sun um on various different platforms and uh i really love to listen to personally i love to listen to joe rogan when i when i want to just like totally learn something completely new um i love to listen to um uh the happy pair uh, two Irish guys. I love the Irish accent, so I think that's probably why I'm a bit biased <laughs> there. Um, they're really good fun for health and wellness. Obviously, we've got Uncapped and Recapped, uh, which is really cool. Uh, I love any of the doTERRA um, literature. Uh, it's got so much information, but then all the other companies that sort of provide information, like the Emotional Wellness book, um, which I think everyone seems to have a copy of that somewhere, and it, it highlights all the energetic qualities of the oils. Um, there is so much uh, great knowledge on modern essentials. If people really want to learn the science behind essential oils, um, go to our website, you know, source to you. There are so many. Um, it's a minefield. It's amazing. You literally become this, like, expert at home on how to resolve everything um, and hand on my heart my kids have not been to a doctor for nine years um, since I've used essential oils so we you know 16 year old boy you wouldn't think would go to the oil box he goes there at least a couple of times a day <laughs> um, so you know we're we're doing some good work here passing on this energy this knowledge this wisdom to our young people um, so yeah just find some 
podcasts that really make you feel good and you learn something at the end of them and that's going to be different for anybody. Start with The Happy Pair. They're good fun Um, and obviously all of our podcasts too with Zoterra now, which is great. More to come. More to come. More to come. Watch your space. (laughs) So good. Yes. Thank you. Um, Can you tell our listeners where to find you? Are you offering online yoga for anyone at the moment or is it for your community or do you have um, any ways that people can reach out to you like website, Instagram? Yeah, Yeah. I mean it's um, just angiekeats.com and that's Angie with a Y and ESkeats.com. And uh, I would love more people to join my online yoga community. It's really good because I can see everybody. So everyone has their um, cameras on. Um, If, you know, Paula's going to the right side instead of going to the left side, I can say, Paula, you know, change it up. So you're getting instruction. And I think a lot of, um, you know, my students love that because they can't, cheat (laughs) Um, so a lot of the times I don't know what happens behind the scenes when people have their cameras off but I can imagine if I've told someone to be in down dog for five breaths they're probably on their knees whereas I can see everybody I'm like get your knees up Um, so there is that one-on-one factor which I love that's why I love teaching it that way Um, it's all very secure and private and nobody else can see you or hear you so only me or David if David's teaching. So, yeah, it's uh, angiekeats.com and that's same at, at uh, Instagram, angiekeats, A-N-G-Y-K-E-A-T-E-S. Amazing. Thank you. I'll pop this all in the show notes as well for people to find you um, and they can connect and highly recommend, yeah, following Angie and her journey at the moment because you have got an exciting new journey with your love shack, I'm going to call it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, love shack. Yes, we are renovating. So this is, uh, you know, a big part of it and, uh, getting this space right for for a healing centre um, at, at our home. So beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us on Recap today. Welcome. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Recapped. I hope you feel encouraged to find moments throughout your day to drop into a flow state with the guidance of sandalwood essential oil. Stay tuned for the next episode of Recapped. Until then... Take care.